Uh, sound check one two three one two three. How you doing, Dan? Why do we need to sound check again? Because it's a different file. I'm just making sure it's like doing everything right, and I pick the mics right. And okay. Well, what's, what's that? What's that voice you're just doing? Is that me? Don't worry about it. What impression was that? Is that, that one I haven't heard? It's just being weird, man. Are oh, you just getting weird with it? Yeah, man. You want a Seagram's or something? It's eleven in the morning. It's good. I would love a Seagram's oh, Escape. Okay. I'm gonna go For the record, one. that's a Seagram's Escape, not a, not a glass of Seagram's oh, whiskey. fuck no. I'm a man. <laughs> uh, anyway, the Movie Blues Podcast is brought to you by Seagram's Escapes. Seagram's Escapes. When you truly need to escape your own mind. Escapes. Um, picture yourself on a beach made of cancer-causing flavor preservatives. I'm, I'm already there, and baby. And 3% alcohol, and you've got... Seagram's <laughs> Escapes. About as much as a quarter of a beer. <laughs> <laughs> quarter the alcohol, four times the calories. Blueberry Akai Lemonade Seagram Escapes. A drink for 11 a.m. These fucks need to sponsor us already. I, I, I didn't mean gentlemen welcome to part two part two of what we're gonna call the yeah here we go affleck to the future trilogy (laughs) i'll accept it (laughs) working title affleck to affleck to the future (laughs) jesus christ i told you she was about to get weird um Anyway, um, this is uh, the part where we're doing part two of our Ben Affleck um, career destroyal um, yeah. uh, retrospective. On today's episode, Spoilers. Um, we're going to watch, uh, y- you know, let's look at it like this. Do um, we need to start with the corrections department? Oh, oh, we're going to, believe me. Okay. You, like I would ever let that go. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's look at it like this. Star Wars, classic film. Everybody loved it. Huge motivational experience. Uh, for, very for, for the purposes of this analogy, <laughs> Star Wars is Jersey Girl. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Duh. Um, uh, this time we're going to be looking at the darker chapter. Um uh, where our heroes lose their way. You know what I mean? Uh, the Empire yeah, this Strikes is like, Back. This is like the Wario to the Mario that is Jersey Girl. <laughs> so today we're doing the dark chapter, where our heroes lose their way. That is Gili. It rhymes with really. Um, As they'll remind you. Gili, I only have eight notes for. Less than ten things I wrote down. Eight notes. I have uh, <laughs> five you have five. I have five of my viewing notes, and then some subsequent notes about some, the filmmaker some research. <laughs> um, so obviously, we were pretty split about our opinions over Jersey Girl, um, but one of us is much more biased towards that kind of filmmaking than the other. It would be if we were watching Avengers Part Two. Yeah, and Dan, Dan just Dan can't handle like, a subtle, this. understated score. Yeah, I forgot, and then I said I wasn't going to forget, and I I forgot. Anyway, so Dan ended That was me leading you in. I'm a professional. (laughs) Anyway, Dan (laughs) ended going to pull his pants down and show everybody his weenie for a second because he lost a huge factual correctional error from the last episode. Yes, in the previous episode, I declared with utmost confidence that the composer, if you will... (laughs) For <laughs> for the uh, the few musical cues in Jersey Girl was not the same person who did the music for Jane Saw Bob Strike Back. I was wrong. 
But in my defense, in my defense, uh-huh. this guy does have a very wide musical palette because he's oh, also done God. films Here such as go. Clerks 2. Okay. Zack and Mary make a porno. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. The Samurai Jack movie. Powerpuff Girls, the show. Scary Movie 3, and Scary Movie 5. So this is a joke, then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a very different IMDb I'd like, list I, than I'd like read. to note that they fired him for Scary Movie 4, but they brought him back for 5. Yeah, what happened there? They, 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 they watched 4, they were like, this is a colossal failure, you know what's really missing is that fire score. He's ter- This is. <laughs> uh, we should get an interview with this guy somehow, because this is probably the worst... Uh, composer of music ever for film. I'm gonna go I mean, on. I'm down to do the footwork to try to make that happen, but like... Yeah. Maybe let's give it a shot. If he listens to this. I mean... And what are you going to say to him in an interview? At least with Joan, you had a basis on which to feign fandom and respect. No, no. This, this one will be the true hit job. Neil was going to be a half and half. This one will be a full hit job, where like question one would be like, what were you thinking here? And it'll never get better than that. The, for the record, the music to Jay and Zabot Straight Back works perfectly. Yeah, sure, yeah, because it's like an Acme cartoon. Yeah. But yeah, Dan, I don't know. Uh, but we're talking about Gili today, baby. Oh, yeah, I forgot we're talking about Gili. Soft G's. <laughs> All right, so cut the Kevin Smith music. We're going to stop that for now. Yeah. Um, to be replaced by Gili's soundtrack, if I can find it. Um, it was I, really, I've tried. You cannot. I honestly... And I know you went pretty hard on this hill, but you ended up not even being right anyway. But Also, Vilma Sigmund didn't shoot Jersey Girl. What? No, I'm kidding. Dude, I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Also, I did send you the first turkey sandwich, is what you meant to say. <laughs> I'll never tell. Um, <laughs> we should do that movie for yeah, the podcast. Is that, is that a movie or just one line? It's that Dude, movie. Don't like, say if it. I were to go to go see that movie at the time, was it just that one did line? Did you not? No. Oh, dude. Uh, who's the male star? Of Mike, that? Michael Douglas. Oh, dude, we should, we, we, I feel like we, like, immediately have to do it. Like, we yeah. should watch it right now. Yeah, dude. That, so you have not seen I'll Never Tell? I, or, I'm I, sorry, okay. don't say a word. <laughs> but also, huge miss on their part of opportunity. Yeah, considering how hard they leaned into that for the trailer. Um, I, look... If I'm being honest, I didn't see it in theaters. That I know 100%. Okay. I'm sure that I have seen it on TV before. I feel like this is kind of same situation as Jersey Girl, where I've seen it, like, on HBO when I was a kid. Okay. Um, I remember he's, like, a psychologist. I'm telling you nothing about Um, that word. And it's kind of like a Hannibal Lecter situation, but she's Hannibal Lecter, and then they, they switch or something? I don't remember. You want and me it's to... really dark, and I'm confusing it a little bit with Gothica. Okay, well, which is not fire at all. No, either. Gothica is not. Fire These are both terrible. terrible movies. For the record, I'm not saying whether or not. Don't but say we word have is to watch. Fire. Yeah, we have to watch. Um, yeah, don't we say needed word. a new Douglas flick for the season. Damped say a word. You know what I mean? All right, let's move on. Uh, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> we're obviously del- delaying the inevitable here. Um, we're here to talk about um, Gili, and in competition with. Armageddon and Jersey Girl, <laughs> which is to some may seem like films unrelated, but uh, it's not true. Um, just like in Jersey Girl, this movie features J Lo and Ben. Yeah, um, in a very less affectionate relationship. Oh my God! Hold on, let me take a sip. Yeah, you should take a sip after. Just let that simmer. Oh, I gotta take a lap after that one. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, Dan's gonna go have an asthma attack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Um, Today's film was Gili, and I expected to walk out of this one with about a thousand notes. I had eight. Yeah, I was. This is one of those movies. Sometimes we have a situation. Um, I think a similar thing happened to me with Lawnmower Man, where I had a thousand thoughts, but I was I couldn't take my eyes away from the screen because I would miss something fucked. Yes. There was just no way that I was gonna. I, I I was so just I was sitting there on the just like folded over, just like staring at this movie. Now I couldn't be bothered to take notes. Let's give it a quick context and then uh, talk about our feelings. Okay. Um, quick context is like this is the movie that destro- not not like paused, not slowed down, destroyed Ben Affleck's life, <laughs> like his whole life. Not even like they say like you know like the worst you can do is like career suicide. Like this was his Jersey yeah. Girl moment. There's no way Benifer would have split if this didn't happen. 
Yeah, this, I mean, this movie actively ruined his life. Just like Daredevil actively ruined his life. I mean, yeah. he makes movies and Batman. I mean, ruined his life ruined in his as much as that he pivoted to being a, like, successful and respected director. Yeah, that did happen. But, like, ultimately, Ben Affleck's career at this point is considered pretty rocky in general. I think the Batman thing really fucked his career, too, also. Yeah. I, um, I remember I, I watched... I really don't think that did any favors for him. I, I watched some movie that was, like, supposed to be Affleck's first attempt back after the Julie Jersey Girl debacle. Right. I could not possibly tell you the movie, the name of it, but he was basically, like, a lawyer, movie exec character. He's, played, he's done yeah. so many of those and recently. And it was bad. Where he's just, like, a dour, alcoholic, blank, coach, lawyer accountant yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's like his wheelhouse is failure at this point yeah um his original wheelhouse was like um high energy doofus and now it's like morbid as we all know he was the bomb in phantoms that is true um remember he was in dazed and confused i mean what even is ben he he was a huge asshole in dazed and confused and then he was this uh, the same asshole in mall rats Ben Affleck is what happens, like, if Matt Damon made all the wrong decisions. Yeah, I mean, there's something I find oddly charming conceptually about such a consistent asshole being, like, the the celebrity representative of Boston, which, as we all know, is full of nothing but pure assholes. Yeah, I mean, he's really just, he's bought into his own character pretty hard at this point. Um, I think I, don't, I think he just, he is who he, who he is. He sucks. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I really don't like him. Like these movies really proved. He to was me, the bomb and smoking aces. In this movie, these movies really proved to me like that he just does not have much going on in the talent department. <laughs> like at all. I cannot wait to talk about his performance in this movie. Um. All right. So. Uh, Fucking God. All right, general thoughts about this movie. Um, Real quick, just back, back to our previous conversation yeah. relevant to this. The first note I have is this score is fucking awful. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. The first scene, it, dude, it's just like that this. That was my second note. It's for like Jersey this Girl. rudimentary slow funk for the first act. That, but it's like, mixed with it, sentimental. It, it's tones. all like shit that I would have like made terrible. on GarageBand in high school, like weird, like light organ. Is it the same composer as Jersey? It's Girl? not. I checked. Okay, I, you better have checked this time. <laughs> <laughs> this was actually composed by John Williams. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> all right. So, um, fucking god. All right. So. We've gotten the context. This was like a yeah. career-ruining experience for everyone involved. I, I, and I feel like there's one more preface that's sure. pretty important here yeah, that's yeah. like relevant to the show's history. Okay. Um, I know there are some people who have a problem with the oh. podcast oh, yeah. brand. You use, gotta check out right use now. Use of the word retard. Yeah. <laughs> or Honestly, retarded. You gotta go. Because this one, they brought it on themselves. Even, even in the most liberal <laughs> approach, there's no way to describe... The way that this, the, the the one character in this movie is acting and portrayed, other than like retarded. Yeah, I mean he is playing what I would call like a classic '90s retard, <laughs> where it's so heavily overdone and so inappropriate. Like I was a hundred percent positive in the Lawnmower Man episode that Dude. Simple Jack and the Never Go Full Retard thing was a hundred percent about Lawnmower Man. But upon yeah. rewatching this, could be this. There's a huge. This was more recent. There's a huge chance that that was directed at this movie. This had to be <laughs> the most offensive portrayal of a retarded person I've ever seen. Right? Is there a worse one? Not that I can think. I of. can't. I can't think of a worse one. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Said he's hungry. Oh, let him eat his food. He got food. I don't like his food. Too bad. Eat your food, stupid. Hey, back off. God, it's not his fault. Yes, I'm my fault, brain damage. <laughs> Beautiful. What are you, a shop steward? Listen to me, you little fucking retard. Eat your food. Hey, enough. Like, hey, besides, like, special officer Doofy. <laughs> but Doofy wasn't retarded. He was a genius. He was uh, pretending to be retarded. Yeah, that's worse. Of course, you remember the full plot and reveals. Yeah, scary movie. yeah, but that's worse. That's worse. Um, yes. Doofy portrayed by the wonderful actor Dave Sheridan. And I know I've shared this story with Dan, but I need to share it publicly on air in a format that I can <laughs> incriminate <Exploit>. me. <laughs> but in middle school, I did dress up as Officer Doofy. I- <laughs> 
I, le- I learned how to do the walk exactly correct. I can still do it. Like, I trained like an actor. I did the impression. He, he's very method. I did the impression perfectly. The hair yeah. was absolutely perfect. The costume was film ready. Film ready. And I was brought I was brought into my principal's office, and they were like, what is it you're doing? <laughs> and I was like, I'm portraying a movie character. Yeah, what are you doing? And they literally said to me, like, okay, who? Like, who's the movie character? And I was like, it's a man who is, is the killer in a horror movie. And they were like, because I was doing the impression out loud. Right. <laughs> they were like, trying to picture what movie, like, who the horror movie villain would be of, of a retard that's just like limping around screaming, Go, oh, Doofy! Um, and man, it went over really bad. And, I, <laughs> and like, and, and it was one of those moments, and I've had many of these moments in my life. It's one of the worst feelings where I went too far on something comedic wise. And then made people upset. Yeah, everyone should go back to what Dan was about to do for the uh, the uh, the Soul Man episode. Oh, I've deleted that episode since. You have not, because I no. listened to it last week, <laughs> and I was reminded of that. Almost. If you listen to Dan grapple with his mental health throughout that process in yeah. the first ten minutes of the Soul Man episode, I mean... you'll see, you'll see where how exactly how this is a running theme in his life, where you can see the growth. Now there's a character arc because here. Here we're, we're presented with a bar mitzvah age, Dan Lyons, right. and the choice that he made. And yes. now we see that is a man in his mid-30s. Still doing it. But he had the restraint to stop I did. At, right before getting to the cash register and purchasing Honestly, all the Honestly, within one minute of doing it. <laughs> That's progress. I was one step to midnight. If you, it's 11.59 if, in Black If you ever World. start going to a, a therapist, yeah. I would appreciate it if it, during the intro you just present those two stories in Back parallel and be like, this this, this really it's sums like, it okay, up. You're here because you have a panic disorder? <laughs> Let me lay two stories on you, Doc. One is me dressing as a retard in seventh grade. The other is me not doing blackface now on my podcast. Yeah. What say you, sir? <laughs> They're like, you're cured. <laughs> okay, so Gili uh, is the film of the day. Um, it is a romantic comedy um, slash farce. Um, and and the plot can be summed up in about two sentences and nothing else other than those two sentences happened in the movie. Larry Gili is a mob dude who has Larry. to kidnap a retarded brother of a district attorney to change the fates in a mob case, aided by another person on the same job, Jennifer Lopez. They need to watch a retarded person as their ward slash kidnapped person, and all of them fall in love in all different directions. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is the story of Gili. Zero out of ten. <laughs> Vape juice and Seagram's gin go together. (laughs) They're both made of the same, like, vegetable (laughs) glycerin, (laughs) without a doubt. Um, All right, so, uh, Gili. Um, Let's let's get into this big time. So the the plot setup is a direct, I mean, a direct ripoff of Rain Man. That's what you need to be picturing. Yes. Um, Um, I can't even believe it. The very first thing... I re- I rented this movie. Me too. Me, I downloaded it and rented it, Dan. I paid for this and Jersey Girl. And by the way, Jersey Girl, I paid money to rent it, and I didn't watch it within forty eight hours and lost the rental. And then I had to download. It. Yeah, that's rough. No, 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 no. I did a Cinemax ten day free trial. That's, Remind me, I gotta turn that off. I uh, I'll remind you because I have the same notification on my phone to turn mine off. <laughs> Fucking god. I, I, and then I also. We'll get into the next episode. I had to this do another free trial. Expensive. It's Kickstarter time. Dude, I have three free trials going right now. I had one to watch Jersey Girl, even though I own it. I didn't feel like putting the DVD in, so I started a free Damn, trial. That is, <laughs> that is lazy. Um, okay, I mean, I rented Jersey Girl when I could have walked yeah, downstairs. I mean, and I only it. have one DVD player. It's my PS4. It's upstairs. I was downstairs. I, 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 there, was, there was a free trial. I made it happen. That's nice. Um, <laughs> um, but my point was that when it came up, I watched this. Uh, I watched this with Kat, and we, the disclaimer came up. It said, rated R for culturally insensitive material. Yeah. 
To which she said, what does that mean? <laughs> and I said, oh, well, I get, I had forgotten the entire plot about the retarded character. And I, I was like, I guess they mean towards Italians? I thought it was towards Italians as well. It was not. It was both. It was a little bit of both. <laughs> it's everyone. Um, all right. So um, do you want to give, let's give our general thoughts on this actual movie first. Okay. And then we will talk about some of the things that occurred within. Then we will talk about maybe a little of why this movie was made. I don't know. Or who are the people that made it? We'll find yeah. out. Yeah. But um, Dan, do you want to, you know, lend me your thoughts on what you and Kat thought of this film? And then I'll let you know what me and Rachel thought of I this just... film. This film is truly, above anything else I can think of, a relic of what American <laughs> culture was Stop. in the early 2000s. No, no, just think okay. about... All right, and this is what Kat said to me afterwards, was you think about the kids today and the what their vision of society and social issues are, right? And they're constantly criticizing the later generation, the previous generations, um... So what Kat said was she'd like to sit her little cousin down and show her this film and then be like, how can you blame us? Wow. <laughs> that is dark. Like, this is a movie. Everyone, everyone needs to watch this movie. You must watch this movie and then think about every time anyone's complaining about wokeness or how we overcorrected for culture... This is why. This movie is insane. If someone brought this screenplay to a film studio today, so what happened in 2001 when they made this movie, someone wrote this screenplay, it went through rewrites, it went through an agent, it got submitted to studios, a major motion picture studio, mm. financed this film for a lot of money. We'll get into that. Okay. Then they marketed it and released this film. Whereas if someone submitted this screenplay to anyone today, they oh. would never work in film again. Yeah, they would never go. They away. would get investigated by someone. Um, I feel like, again, and even though we're about to agree, we're also about to disagree about okay. Julie. Um, I would like to tell the, the Movie Blues <laughs> podcast audience to never see this movie. Um, uh, Rachel cut out... 23 minutes I was like we are watching I don't have time I don't have time in my life we need to watch this movie tonight I can't do anything about it she was like okay fine what is it something bad I was like yes it's bad. I was like it is a romantic comedy and trying to get some of the to see some of the lights turn on she was like okay okay I'm like it's starring Ben Affleck and J-Lo. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay. Maybe she's thinking like Made in Manhattan. Um, amongst a, sl a slew of other top shelf names. This movie was terrible. Oh, yeah. Um, it was like, but... I, 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 I used the word relic. I meant artifact. Yeah, you meant fossil of dung. Yeah. Dung fossil. Dude, like, if aliens came down and came across this <sighs> first, they would wipe our planet off. Um, this movie, though, like... Here's what I here's what I can't go for with this movie. Where I went for with things like Little Italy, Disclosure, things that we have found to be beautiful. One of those things is not like the other. <laughs> um, um, and the bottom line with this one is a it was so boring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was insanely boring. It was mounted almost as if it were a stage play, and it at times because I'm not allowed to look up facts about it because Dan was doing the research this time at times I was thinking this had to be written as a play at some point like a shitty guy in New York was like oh, I'm gonna write this edgy play about like a, a hitman who falls for a lesbian yeah and, it's Rain Man meets Chasing Amy 100% that could work as a play and and the movie itself takes place in like two or three locations max yeah. for the entirety of the film and I can see that with the way characters come in and out I've never seen a movie that I have, a, I have a lot to say about this movie. I've never seen a movie that started and dropped off a cliff as steep, <laughs> as, steep as this movie. Because it started and I was like, okay, Ben Affleck, gangster, kind of interesting role for no, him. No, no, dude, extent. the second he speaks, you hear his fucking it accent. Just, and it drop, it just drops. Dude, Ben and Affleck's... Then it, and then, it, and, okay, so uh -huh. the, the whole movie's plot revolves around 
Ben Affleck has to kidnap a retarded person. It's horrible. It's like really awful to even watch him have to trick a retarded person out of his home. Like, and by home, I mean like a home, yeah. not like his home. I yeah, mean like, like, like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest home. Now, Dan, when was the last time you watched Rain Man? This is going to be an important discussion. Or have you never seen Rain I've, Man, right? No, I've seen Rain Man. Oh, okay. I, I haven't watched it since high school, probably. I've recently rewatched Rain Man in the okay. past couple years now. I loved it when I was a kid. Yeah. When I saw Rain Man when I was a kid, I was like, that is one of the best dramas I've ever seen. Like, right. It's a totally amazing movie. Rewatched it, and it's still very good. It's still very well acted, of course. Yeah. But, and of course, this is like a duh, but like Tom Cruise's behavior in that movie towards Raymond is so not okay. Oh, yeah. Like not beyond him kidnapping his brother. Right. Tricking him out of a home exactly like what happened in this movie, except they're not brothers, whatever. But I mean, ostensibly, they're not brothers in Rain Man either. I mean, he barely knows him. He's never even seen him before. Um, um, So again, this is like this movie cribbed a fantastic movie that like has aged kind of poorly right um but like at that point when Geely was made it already had aged poorly yeah like there's no difference between what was it 2002 or something this when, movie came out in 2002 I believe sure so like the, the, the pinnacle of, even of at that American time culture. people were aware that like Rain Man is yeah uh, even when Rain Man came out no how much like, this, this is, is an aspect of Rain Man, we're talking about the quality of actor that is Dustin Hoffman. Yes. And in Julie, we're talking about Doug from The Hangover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and here, here's what happens. So, like, you, the plot's moving, the gears are turning, and um, Ben Affleck kidnaps uh, this... <laughs> so, <laughs> poor, sweet, sweet, retarded. Poor, sweet, retarded boy. Uh, who loves hip hop and women and and rapping and we'll get into like some of the things they show him doing in this movie. <laughs> so bad. Um, but um, uh, then the guy who her- who hires Larry Gigli to kidnap this uh, kid out of his home is also hiring another contractor slash hit woman Jennifer Lopez to watch over Larry. Yeah. Which begs the question: Why not just J Lo? Right. If that is who he trusts more, he says to Ben Affleck, I'm sending her because, like, she can get the job done. Right. Begs the question, of course, why not just her? But, um... I think think what they tried to get to at that, in the most convoluted way possible, is that Affleck has a reputation for being a very brutal thug. Yeah, and willing And willing to do the dirty work, where J-Lo, she's like, I didn't get into this to be a street thug. Seems like she's probably more useful at high-level stuff, but what might not have been willing to do the dirty work. But then 10 minutes into the movie, you find out that she's a thousand times harder than him. Right. He's not willing to do anything. Well, yeah, right. Well, the the, the doubt is... Uh, the seed of doubt is sown when Affleck... The, scene, the movie starts by Affleck, uh, you know, hassling this dude, trying to get money for his boss. Oh, Jimmy I'm, so, or whatever. I'm sorry. The movie opens with Ben Affleck <laughs> yeah. having stuffed a grown man into a washing machine. Yeah. Um, well, in we're a presented with Affleck talking to the camera, thinking yeah. he's explaining but, himself. But the camera's inside of a laundry yeah, machine. Right. You see the edges of a laundry machine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the bottom line there is, like, they set him up to be lethal. Yeah, right. Brutal. Right. He's going to put a man in a washing machine. I mean, yeah. that is a flex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's doing it in broad daylight. A guy walks in, yeah. and he's like, what are you doing? Get the fuck yeah. out of here! And that, that's how he talks. Yeah, pretty um, much, yeah. So <laughs> you know how, like, in legal documents, it, it'll talk about, like, a group of people or a group of events, and it'll be like, here on after, referred to as the event. Like, from here on out, access Affleck's uh, way of speech in this will strictly be referred to as his afflectation. His affectation, and that—that'll be my final pun for the day. Thank you. That was beautiful, Dan. That really felt full circle. Thank you. Um, ben Affleck uh, kidnaps this kid, and they send Jennifer Lopez. And the moment that happens, like the moment, the scene that that happens, the film drops off the most massive cliff of pacing yeah, now ever. Keep, now keep in mind the previous 10 minutes had been Affleck kidnapping a special needs child and tormenting yeah. him. Just, and putting just, a guy in a laundry machine. Yeah, just bullying him. So we're like... But we're, when, but after that is when this movie falls off a cliff. This movie, dude, it stalls out in and it becomes just so languid. And, and the funny thing is, like, 
all right, you've got a plot where blah, 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 Ben Affleck, the mob, and he's, he's kidnapped a retard, and he's got a, the mob's coming for him. And like, okay, there should be multiple scenes of them clashing with the mob and with a, a certain tension uh, going on. But there wasn't time with all of the, the movie, the focus on, on Dude, the retarded child. When J-Lo shows up, they just, as my wife put it, start, quote, playing house. And that is the entirety of the movie. Yeah, except playing house in a world where everyone speaks in elaborate monologues. Not Yeah, it's like a play. It was bizarre. So, like, not only that, and we will get into at least one of those monologues that was highly titillating. Um, <laughs> um, besides that, the movie is like, it feels like a... Uh, I, I recently watched Oxygen on Netflix, which is like a, one of those classic, like, in one setting like a six foot space the entire movie yeah. and they made it so fascinating and like this movie felt like it was stuck in in that house w- just day after day I mean what if Oxygen featured <laughs> <laughs> featured that character <laughs> yes, I want to do are we good to do the, the voice I mean I don't know what to do here because I want to I but. feel like we should not do the voice and yeah. you should just we should be better than we that, should, right? you, you should this put is that in, moment again you should put in a couple clips of the voice happening yes because because we can't be the reality held is, responsible for that the reality is if we did the voice it would still be less offensive than Doug from the hangover I don't know that actor's name but fuck him yeah seriously but this is parallel to Jersey Girl because I was watching this. At first, I didn't realize it was Doug from The Hangover. And I'm like, within five minutes, I was like, surely this guy was never allowed to work in Hollywood again for taking this role. And I was like, holy shit, it's Doug from The Hangover. That happened seven years later. Um, shame on this man. It took... <laughs> and, and furthermore, like, when I saw him, I was like, where do I know him from? Is he in Grind? Like... He, he seems like one of those actors, you know what I mean? Like he's like an Adam Brody type. Right. No, it's 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 Doug Honestly, from the Hangover. Adam Brody dodged a fucking bullet <laughs> with this one because he was probably right about the same age and looks identical to this fucking guy. And they probably called him up and he was like, "Hmm, this is the OC." Or what was the show he was on? Yeah, the OC. And he and then he made the right choice. California. Right he made the right choice. Never seen that show. Not a single episode of it. I feel like I had another admission from you, but we like got lost in a conversation in the last episode of something that I've never seen, but now, fuck, it's going to haunt me. Well, good thing. And I wanted to admit we it have to you. Oh. Like, as in something we talked about in the yeah, episode? Yeah, like in the last, you know, two episodes ago where you were like, I haven't seen E.T., and I was like, shame on you. I had, like, one to bring up, oh, but shit. I, I've forgotten it. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll try to jog my memory during a safe session. Was it Jujili? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Jujili right, and E.T. exist like, on the same plane. Here. But again, like, yes, this is a movie that has deeply offensive gay stereotypes, deeply offensive um, uh, learning disability stereotypes, um, and retardation um, tropes that are completely unnecessary. Yeah, and a- Affleck's accent, sorry, the affectation is yeah. bound to be offensive to Italian people, I would think. Yeah, I'm sure uh, that's culturally insensitive as well. Um, but, like, all of the things that you complained about several episodes ago about the cultural insensitivity towards gay people yeah. that Chasing Amy is, yeah. despite this movie having half of the same cast and lifting its general plot conceit for its arc, somehow this is feels ten times more offensive in its portrayals of lesbians. I mean... The things that come out of J-Lo's mouth yeah. in this movie are harrowing. There's also some... I would say this movie, in its monologues at times, had more interesting ideas in it than in Jersey Girl. Yes. There are some monologues where they actually bring up some points that are fu- not yeah. true or anything, but interesting. Like, I do like the... You know what? I'm going to simp a little bit here for, for <laughs> Julie. Watch, watch, watch this. Um, so, like, uh, in this movie, yeah, like, the, the relationship stuff... Um, between um, Ben and J-Lo um, where she is like a lesbian and um, he is like this machismo Italian stereotype and then by the end of the movie she's literally talking about putting lipstick on him yeah um, right. and, and switching roles entirely with him sexually yeah. Yeah. when they do have sex in the movie she is on top yeah, there's and, that, a lot, there's, and there's that's a lot of to be talk made about of. like sexual fluidity in um, this film Ben is 
uh, there's a lot of like introspection about Ben's masculinity and, and interesting stuff about when she was like, how do you yeah, check your fingernails? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the sweet retarded boy actually <laughs> checked his fingernails the other way. Like those are more interesting ideas than anything. In we Jersey need to Girl. start referring to him as Brian rather than the sweet retarded How about, boy. How about, S- about SRB? <laughs> do acronyms make things less offensive? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying. At least I didn't dress up like Doofy for this one. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> We're good. Um, so he has a name. His name is Brian. His name is Brian. Say right, his I'm name. gonna try to remember. Say his name, <laughs> Brian. 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 Okay. All right. I mean, you can't. You can't forget it. After like 13 different times, he goes, "Shut the fuck up, Brian! You fucking retard." <laughs> oh, that didn't help, Dan. Um, <laughs> again. Um, this, this can be from the movie. Yeah. This, this can was be in the movie. Up. If you want to watch Geely, you get a free trial of Stars. Mm-hmm. That's where you will find it quality channel <laughs> um i quickly discovered it is not so yeah um this is a ripoff of rain man it goes absolutely fucking nowhere and yet many places at the same time but i just want to reinforce that like there was something about this movie and its terribleness that is different than little italy even though this movie literally had a character scream what do you think this is fucking little italy <laughs> It still was not the MBCEU entry that I wanted. Okay. It was, it's not a movie I'd ever it's re- recommend to, to anyone. No, it's just, it's just so bad, Dan. Like, it's so boring. Like, there's no, there's nothing to be seen. There's, you know where it's going from the moment I, I, it starts. I, I, it never changes from its path. Now, listen, there's hold this, on. they do introduce All this right. whole entire right. plot, right? All right. That boils down to two scenes, Dan. Okay. One with Christopher Walken, yep. who shows up for one scene. <laughs> and and is, one with and Al Pacino. And shit insane. Yeah. In scene. Oh, uh, both of them <laughs> are batshit insane. Dude, when Pacino came on screen, I was, like, cheering. I'm like, now we're related to Simone. Like, But, but, but dude, the ultimate disappointment. He is insane in this movie. The, the ultimate disappointment of this movie is that both of those characters were in one scene. Right. And and it's back. It was two hours long, Dan. I know. It's baffling. When, when Chris Walken came in, the performance he gives in this scene is Shakespearean. Like, it's like he's it's speaking like, in riddles the whole time. He, he plays a cop if that you, just shows up to it, check it, on Ben Affleck. Yeah, and it is. He's like, comes in. He's like, where doth perchance do you think you're doing a crime? And and Ben's like, what? And J Lo's like, I read books. And then like Christopher Walken's like. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 wasn't it exactly like that? Like, yes, you agree. Dude, just, like, I was just like, all of the stereotypes I think about of Christopher Walken, when, like, you, you picture him, you're always picturing, like, him, like, being an exaggerated version of himself, or someone doing an impression, or, like, him in, like, the movie Envy, where he's, like, him to a thousand degrees. This was this him. This was insane, <laughs> His performance was mockery insane. of himself. <laughs> Go down to Marie Callender's. Get me a big bowl of pie, some ice cream on it. Mmm, good. Put some on your head. Your tongue would slap your brains out trying to get to it. Interested? Yeah. He's like, what do you want me to do here? And they're like, literally quadruple down, Christopher. He's the worst like, you've ever been. At one point, he's like, he's like, uh, uh, someone in your line of work might have been uh, prone to kidnapping this retarded boy. And Affleck's just like, not me. And he's like, well, okay, well, you gotta tell me. It was it was the scene of the watch in Pulp Fiction, like, in, <laughs> in, intensified in its energy by, <laughs> by the 500th degree. It was so weird. It was crazy weird. And he never shows no. up again. He's no. never talked about yeah. ever He's again. He's a character that's introduced as like a cop who knows Affleck who is ostensibly a hitman and is friends with him enough that he comes to him to try to grill him about leads on other cases because he's like his ear to the ground. Right. And, like, Affleck is basically willing to sometimes give him some information just to, like, keep the feds off his back or whatever. Mm-hmm. And But, like, really his purpose in the movie is to reveal to Affleck and J-Lo that the kid that they just 
kidnapped is the son of a federal prosecutor right. and make them start freaking out about the situation and set on what the movie presents is going to be, oh, surely now we're going to have a bunch of wacky antics with the mob and Chris Walken's character is going to be a fucking thing. Nothing. None of that is what happens. Instead, what we are presented with is a deeply troubling relationship growth between yeah. Affleck and, ben, and, uh, and J-Lo with numerous di- monologues about... Well, first... We are presented with when when Dan says there's nothing interesting or worth seeing. I think I found a lot of enjoyment. Enjoyment's not the right word. I found it <laughs> very, very what, what comical. Did, did you tell me what Kat thought of this movie? Yeah, did she, she make it through the whole thing? Or? Yeah, she she Jeez. hated it. Um, she she liked she thought Affleck and J Lo at moments had really strong on-screen chemistry and then the movie would immediately do something to make you feel like icky about having felt any sentimentality about it. I didn't mind their relationship as much as I minded just the pace which was insane. Yeah. And the wasted potential that they had of there being a plot in the movie. Right. They teased you with two of the greatest actors of all time. Yeah. Ben Affleck and J-Lo. Correct. And did nothing with it. Yeah. No, I mean... Except, dude, so there's a scene where, where they're trying with the, with the Affleck development before you find out J-Lo's a lesbian. Affleck thinks he's about to bang J-Lo, and he's in the be- in the mirror just talking to himself, and, like... Oh, my God. <laughs> like, the cringiness of that scene is... It, it should be... That scene should be buried with Ben Affleck. I felt like was. that had to have been... I, I was reading it as Affleck, like, taking some shots at himself, and, like... Really, I was surprised how hard he leaned into the ridiculousness. Because, like, those words on paper could be played any number of ways. And the way that he acted, he's, like, kissing his muscles and, like, calling himself the wolf and the lion. And it's, like, he's being ridiculous. It was so embarrassing. It it was terribly embarrassing. It's so uncomfortable. And then it goes on for 30 seconds longer than you think it's possibly going to go on for. And it just cuts to J-Lo reading a book, like, six different times. (laughs) <laughs> while Affleck is just in the mirror being like and you you have a fat cock and he's like fucking like, like humping the sink and shit listen <laughs> if the world ended and this was the you know you watched every and I mean every movie that you found in the National Library right still don't watch this well don't even do it for variety what I would say terrible what I would say is go watch Argo and then immediately skip to the scene I was just describing and be like, this is the guy who made that movie I just enjoyed. Jeez <laughs> <laughs> um, Louise. I mean... Um, I, th- I feel like we need to talk about what I find to be Affleck's best delivered line in what? this film. The, the interaction where he's talking about the, the penis. I mean, yeah. Okay, so Ben Affleck has an entire monologue about penises, and J-Lo has an entire monologue about vaginas. Yeah. Uh, it's fascinating. Just, like, look it up on YouTube, honestly, because yeah. should we put that in? And sit- no. Yeah, I, instead you know, of a trailer, dude. I don't even want to capture that. Dude, no, you got it. You know it. what? And to, to, to get any of the audio, I'm going to have to re-download it now. This is just a, a disaster. Fuck. Maybe right. I'll do it. Yeah. But, I, like, may, oh, my God. First of all, Ben Affleck, I, I don't care about Ben Affleck's speech. Her speech about the vagina was yeah. harrowing. Which is in response to Affleck giving an entire speech about, like, the pinnacle of human desire is, as he says, just the penis. Mm-hmm. And he grabs his fucking... His four, like, his forearm. Down low yeah, his to, like, indicate that, like, his cock is, like, arm there. size. Yeah. Yes. And does, like, a little throw. And, like, the whole time I'm thinking about, like, these two people are in a relationship together at mm. this point. Like, imagine being J-Lo and be like, this is the guy I fuck. And he's, mm-hmm. like, they're on that set. Like, that's so fucking weird. Um, you, In terms of best lines, though, this movie had the best line of all three movies that we've discussed. Okay. In my opinion. Um, I don't remember the situation because this movie I'm actively de- deleting from my like memory banks. So we're we moving speak. on from the vagina speech. Um, I, like I said, look, look it up. I mean, yeah. it's it's an incredible speech where J Lo basically describes that um, b- more people are attracted to the human mouth um, than anything, and it's because it is the twin of the vagina, and yeah. therefore the vagina is the most desirable element on earth. Yeah. I'm gonna have to 100 percent agree with her there. Now, now when Dan awesome. asked me if I had seen Julie, yeah. I said, yeah, I saw it in theaters. At the time, but the only thing I remember about it is J-Lo giving a speech about her vagina. Because <laughs> that 
did a lot for me when I was 12. It did a lot for me while I was driving to work. (laughs) It was watching it over my speedometer. At one point, it ends with J-Lo being like, that I'm practical, my pussy. My pussy. She's like, I like it to call my pussy. (laughs) And it is riveting. Yeah. Um, um, So that, again, that, um, I'd say, uh, was worth more than anything in Jersey Girl. I'm just like starting to... I really walked into this being like a hundred percent. Gili is the loser. I really am now thinking that overall appreciation for certain elements because both are dumpster fires. I'm trying yeah. to pick which one had for, the pieces that I prefer. It just keeps kind of coming back to Gili. For, for those me. listening at home, Dan is choosing the movie mm-hmm. where Ben Affleck kidnaps a retarded person. Mm-hmm who spends half of the movie rapping classic hip-hop mm. and grabbing his crotch while acting. Over the movie where he fucks his daughter. Over the movie where Ben Affleck has Dates a reconciling relationship with his daughter. Sees her vagina a bunch of times and wipes poop on it. Yeah, that's what fathers do, bro. <laughs> when they're in love. <laughs> Their daughter's like a bunch of creeps. Um, so, I'm going to give this movie a zero. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Unequivocally giving this movie a yeah, zero. This what, movie, what, uh, what are you thinking for ratings, Dan? Yeah, I'm also giving this movie a zero. This movie, <laughs> to give this movie anything other than a zero will get you canceled. This movie is deeply, deeply troubling. And upon my research, I just, I'm not going to read any, uh, any excerpts from it, but I just want everyone to know that The Guardian just released an article like just like two months ago called Why Gili Isn't a Bad Movie. No! Yeah. Stop, dude. I mean, look. It's under their new Hear Me Out subseries. Did you read this article? Oh, I read it. Oh, God. What'd you think? Um, I think that the person, the review is literally like listening to me review Speed Racer. Um, wait, no, my favorite Ben Affleck quote. <laughs> I didn't even say it. Okay. Um, he's roughing up a dude who's holding a computer or something. And was, someone's fixing a computer. I don't remember the situation because, again, I'm deleting it from No, the no. What happened in the scene is that these kids are like bullying J-Lo and Affleck. And right. J-Lo walks up and gives this weird speech about some obscure taekwondo that she knows that involves great, ripping out their Kind eyes. of a great speech, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's very intense. <laughs> <laughs> it's very intense and to show also, how J-Lo, intellectual. J-Lo, great performance. To show how intellectual she is. And then Affleck, just to put a little tag on, walks up to the kid and also takes his fucking laptop and smashes it over his fucking knee. So as he smashes it over his knee, quote, best quote of all three (laughs) movies, Dan. Nice computer. Here's (laughs) suckmydick.com. That is what Ben says to a child as he breaks a computer over his knee. (laughs) Suckmydick.com. Classic. Dude, this is really from the era of calling things something.com <laughs> and that landing super hard. I'm still in that era. <laughs> Dude, JLo gives this eloquent, terrifying, very yeah, intense, very, in- intellectual. Like, imagine the speech from Jurassic Park where Sam Neill is telling the kid how the raptor will gut him yeah. and his intestines will fall out. Yeah. The intensity of that, like, up to 20. Right. She, she describes how when you rip a human eye out and scoop it out with your thumb, that you have to then switch to your forefinger and, and jam it in and grab the root and tear it out. And, yeah. and dude, it is terrifying. An entire Woo! group of yeah. fucking thugs. And Affleck is, like, emasculated <laughs> by... Him not having been the one to do it. So what he so that's his it's his, his move is suckmydick.com and smashes his computer. laptop over. You suckmydick.com. Every Italian accent that we've done in this show is how Affleck actually yeah. talks in this movie. Um, another good quote. It's Gili. It rhymes with wheelie. He says it thirteen times in this movie. Another good quote that came out of this movie. Again making it seem much better than Jersey Girl, is um, uh, J-Lo finally decides to fuck Ben Affleck um, after he convinces her being a lesbian is stupid. Um, and, <laughs> well, and no, hold on. Also, Affleck's mom convinces her that there's no black and whites yeah. mm-hmm. and that lesbians aren't real. Yeah, and that, yeah. that was a great sentiment. There's, there's, no, there's no substitute to getting her husband's penis. Like, you can really tell where Affleck gets it from. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the Affleck's mom is, like, fucking... Talking to J-Lo and being like, just so you know, I also used to eat pussy. And again, great <laughs> character, great, like, could have been funny like Little Italy, but she disappears after that scene, gone. Yeah. The entire movie, gone. Yeah. Um, so the quote when uh, 
J-Lo finally decides to let Ben Affleck, like, go down on her, basically. <laughs> she goes, it's turkey time, gobble, 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 lay out some of that sweet heterolingus on me. Yeah. And A-plus to that quote, because hilarious. That line was, like, the thing that got this movie, movie the most skewered. Was it's turkey time, gobble, gobble. Every every review of this movie features the phrase, it's turkey time, gobble, gobble. So, so much rich. so that that Guardian article that's trying to revitalize Gili trying to make in the year 2021 is trying, has an entire paragraph dedicated to why that's a brilliant line. Well, it's uh, pretty genius, I gotta tell you. <laughs> it made me, my eyes, and my jaw just hit the floor. Um, my eyes popped out of my head. It was really something. Um, so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> geez, Louise. Uh, we didn't even really get to how the <laughs> the SRB is, um, uh, like, obsessed with rapping and women and Baywatch. Yeah. yeah, we need to make clear that for how much we've talked about Benefer, yeah, they are barely in this movie. It is mostly fucking this kid. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a three-way. <laughs> like, let's not give it the impression that, like, he's a tangential character, oh, and no. it's really Affleck no. and J-Lo. Like, it's, he... it's, this, it's the amount of screen time and dynamic as Rain Man. It's mostly yeah. um, uh, Brian and Ben Affleck, and the secondary plot is him and J-Lo. Yeah, and every time there's a serious moment, it is broken up by him, like, knocking some shit over and being like, Aah! And it's like 45 minutes of trash, and then you'll have a scene with an amazing actor that teases you at a better film and then disappears. It was it was really something, man. Yeah, I... This is... I would say... I would say this is potentially the worst movie we've ever watched. I mean, it's not... In terms of enjoyment, for me, Ju Jupiter Ascending is pretty... is yeah. worse. And anti-coronavirus was brutal. Anti-corona made me laugh, though. This yeah. this was really dull and languid and just I mean I just think the terrible. Christopher Walken and Al Pacino scenes put these above this above anti coronavirus because I found nothing redeeming about that but in terms of just like how this movie made me feel like as like a human being I hated this movie. and about film as an art form and yeah. about like the fact that I'm constantly romanticizing the early two thousands yet this is what that produced yeah. It is. What have you wrought, you know? Dude, I mean, and also, like, the third act, where, where things start to turn... Dude, totally, this movie is all over the place. We talked about Jersey Girl uh, being all over the place. Oh, oh There's mean, one scene... There's a scene where uh, J-Lo's lesbian lover yes. slits her wrists in front of a retarded person? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, um, which happens out of nowhere. Mm -mm. The previous time someone knocked on the door mm -mm. in this play yeah. was Christopher Walken coming in and being hilarious and insane. Yeah. This time, it's a woman storming in, mad that thinking that J-Lo's cheating on her with... Affleck, which she's not yet. Right. And then just going and slitting her wrists in front of everyone. Yeah. It, Followed it, by a scene in a hospital I, where I was, we're, like, getting treatment for I suicide. I was really shocked that but, that was in there. So really then, shocked. So then that's, like, the beginning of the turn of events. After that... But again, that, one scene. She's in one scene. Yeah. And no other like, character in the film exists for more than two to four minutes at the absolute yeah, most. Yeah, and somehow that experience is what gets J-Lo... To agree that they shouldn't cut off Brian's thumb. Right. Like, so that's when they, the turn starts to happen and the pacing gets, like, super weird. But it's, like, acting super urgent. I'm like, okay, for a second, this is actually acting like a movie where someone's on the run for the mob. Mm -hmm. Especially after Pacino's scene. And then the final scene happens, mm -hmm. which, like, is so fucking insane. Mm -hmm. Where basically, like, J-Lo's like, I can't be with you because realistically I am still a lesbian. I just, like, wanted to check out that dick. And, like... Brian is getting to hang out on the seat on the set of Baywatch for whatever reason, and Affleck's like, "All right, here's my car. Take my car." And everyone's like, "Why?" She's like, "Why? Like it's registered to you. Like this doesn't help the situation at all. Why would I take your car?" And that's supposed to be like Affleck's like character growth is that he's like generous with his car, but then like, so what Affleck does is call the district attorney's office to let them know where the kidnapped brother is that they've been searching for with all this manpower and might for the entire movie, allegedly. 
And what follows is 14 minutes of them not leaving the scene of the crime. Oh, yeah. Discussing how they're going to leave the scene of the crime. But then... Ben Affleck is literally standing there watching the sunset. <laughs> Affleck spends He's like enjoying himself. four minutes watching this kid interact and start dancing with a girl on the set of Baywatch. Also, and she's Australian, of, so he smiles. Back and to like, the theme of verses in between these two movies. Points to Jersey Girl on this front for actually, with probably less money, being able to get Will Smith to complete its movie-long joke, whereas this movie couldn't get a single person from fucking <laughs> Baywatch to show up in it. To just have David Hasselhoff walk through the camera. No. What that would have done for good faith for the end of this movie would have... No, re- instead what they implied was that this is like a, a rip-off of Baywatch. It's, it's not actually... They were like, actually, but like, this sweet retarded boy doesn't even know this isn't Baywatch. Yeah, the, he, ha, 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 the whole the movie, end. it's a thing where the kid's obsessed with Baywatch and Affleck gets him to stick around First by all, telling him he'll take which is a rip, again, on Rain Man, because the entirety of Rain Man, Raymond is obsessed with Jeopardy. Right. That's his thing. It's the exact the, same thing. Like, what, what, what were they doing? Affleck they called movie? the district attorney's office for them to... <laughs> Send police to pick up this high-profile kidnapping in the middle of a a major scene. Hero, yeah, yeah, forget about my name. Yeah, (laughs) he's like, my name is go fuck yourself. (laughs) But then he proceeds to instead of getting in the car, they have already established that they need to be on the run for the rest of their lives as a result of what they're about to do. And Mm. instead, he stands and watches Brian walk into the sunset and interact with a girl throughout the entire shot of a scene being filmed, Mm. and then discuss. Who's gonna take the car? They just stand there, Dan, for fourteen minutes. You know, you could figure that out before you make the call. Yeah, interesting idea. And then, like, she's gonna leave, and then she decides not to leave, and then they stand and kiss in the fucking sunset. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there, like, get in the fucking car. <laughs> the cops would have been here, even with cops' um, notoriously poor response times. They would have been there minutes ago. So this was a deeply disappointing and frustrating experience for me. Hated this movie. Not down, really not down. Really don't want anybody to go out and watch this movie because they're listening to the podcast and uh, delete, delete, delete. Yeah, I mean, I hate it just as much, but I think people should watch it. I did enjoy it more than Jersey Girl. (laughs) (laughs) That is now, now like fully come to fruition for me. I walked in totally convinced because now everyone should know when we walked in, I had this whole like segment devised where we would give accolades and like decide mathematically which one was better but I abandoned it because this movie is seriously so so terrible that like I just couldn't put it up against anything but like at the end of the day I will probably remember more about this one than Jersey Girl <laughs> unfortunately yeah I mean this one <laughs> it was memorable itself into your fucking brain I, can, I cannot I feel like it was a psychotic episode the fact <laughs> that this dude who played Brian was allowed to be in any more movies mm. it's Insane. It is so offensive. Yeah. Never mind, delete, like, delete. the entire conceit being that, like, lesbians aren't real. Like... Yeah, I mean, it It was like Chasing Amy meets Rain Man. Yeah. And all the worst, most insensitive parts of both of those properties. Yeah. And uh, the, the review from The Guardian that I referenced had one paragraph was, like, it's like trying to excuse everything. It's like, sure, realistically, it's just Chasing Amy meets Rain Man. But there's a lot to chew on here. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? I mean, there... If you showed a clip of this on YouTube, YouTube... It's not wrong, Dan. There is a lot to chew on. I'm just not saying what it tastes like. (laughs) She was going on about how stellar all of the performances were. Okay, wait. Let's let's pump the brakes on that. Because, like, for me, I found Affleck and Lopez more... better... In this movie no. than I did in, in Jersey Girl. J-Lo, sure, but... J-Lo I mean, was like... She's in Jersey Girl for five seconds. J-Lo was Affleck actually in this movie, legit good in this movie. A- yeah, Affleck in this movie is an embarrassment. I mean, yes, but I, again, I think he's at his best when he's being exploited for being a dummy. Dude, this was insane. Yeah, again, and I don't want anyone thinking, like, at the end of the day, like, if I'm put up to my scruples in terms of actual movies, yes, Jersey Girl is a better movie... Like, if you want to sit down with your girl and watch a good movie, surely Jersey Girl is the way to go. Yeah. But, like, in my own registry, more to love yeah. than Gigi. I think the only clip... More interesting. Should, more risks in If, if you are going to take clips, I think <laughs> maybe the only clip you should put is there's a scene in which Ben Affleck is cutting the thumb off of a dead body in a morgue, <laughs> and it... It's an entire shot of him in the background doing that while Brian wraps the entirety of Baby Got Back. Yes, Brian being the sweet, retarded fellow who's been throughout this whole movie, wraps a lot, 
Baby need, got back all the way you through. You need to put that clip so people can really get an understanding of what Doug from The Hangover <laughs> did on set. I like big butts and I cannot lie. The other brothers can't deny. When the girls walk in with the AB waist and round things in your face, you get sprung. Well, pull up tough because you notice that butt was stuffed. Because I'm long and I'm strong and I'm down to get the friction off. So, ladies, yeah, ladies, yeah. You want to roll my Mercedes? Yeah. So turn around, stick out. Even white boys got to shout. Baby got back. We go, we go, we go, we go, we go, we go. Baby got back. We go, we go, we go, we go. <laughs> That's an old school. That's an old school song. You're old school too, Larry. You're old school. Imagine, like, them calling cut on this and then you having to go from that character to, like, interacting with like the people on set uh. the embarrassment the embarrassment of Affleck after that speech about the penis like how did anyone make it through this it's yeah. so cringe I'm like so hesitant to use the word cringeworthy yeah. and I was like gritting my face throughout this entire yeah. film deep cringe this movie produces my, fa- my you friend. gotta watch it uh, <laughs> I think I think most people are better off without it you must um, you must watch Little Italy this is like a monumentally shit movie. Yeah. I mean, okay. Just... So I want to I want to throw some just a little bit of trivia at you. Okay. Um, I just was uh, this is not quite a game. What do you think this movie cost? What do you think the budget of this was? Honestly, probably like eighty million dollars. Seventy six million dollars. Wow. Okay. What do you think it grossed? Uh. Eleven million dollars. Seven point two million dollars. Okay. I was putting this close. into the top ten. Biggest, biggest box office failures of all time. <laughs> nice. So, this film okay. was directed by Martin Brest. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about Martin Brest. So, um, I don't know. Do you want to know a couple pictures that Martin Brest directed? Uh, sure. Yeah. That's, I'm, asking, um, I'm asking So, that. you know, we got War Games with Matthew Broderick. We got... Right. I said classic 80s. Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. Midnight Run with Robert De Niro. Yep. Scent of a Woman. (coughs) (laughs) Meet Joe Black. That's the caliber of filmmaker we're talking about right here. Yeah, yeah. And, um... Guess what his final movie was? This. This. (laughs) Did he die? No. (laughs) He just quit. He got Ben Affleck out of fucking... He got Ollie Trinkied out of fucking Hollywood for this movie. No way. He cannot get another picture deal. He has not made a film since this. Get the fuck out of here. This is an Academy Award and Golden Globe winning director. (laughs) And he made this movie. So it's unbelievable, honestly. There was one other chance. so bad. This movie was a universal critical failure except for one man who championed it. Roger Ebert. My man made some fucking swings and misses. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes he was way the fuck off. Yeah. I do love him so much. You should read Robert Ebert's review of this movie. I have read so many thousands of his (laughs) reviews. I read them at night to go to sleep sometimes. I love Robert Ebert. You should surely read this one. He is a fucking guy. He gave this movie more stars than Dan and I both did together. He's a lot like like us in our in in that he comes in with some takes that are just like <laughs> scorching. The, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> but that I, means I love like it. I'm I love I'm it. picturing a world where Roger Ebert is sitting in his home theater watching Gigli and Brian's doing his shit on screen and Ebert's like, <laughs> great. Like there are so many commercial uh, classic film critics that never were uh, brave enough to go out there and really go out on a limb. And you see so many times that Robert Ebert yeah. goes out on a limb. This is not going to hurt. Wild. This is not going to hurt Andre's case against Roger Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dan, um, anything else about the production of Gilles we should uh, discuss? No, I just wanted to talk about Martin Bress, man. Okay, yeah, I mean, he's a fucking legend. And I, I've heard his name for many years, and I just forgot what he was associated so with. So me having watched Geely first, done my research, mm. discovering that Martin Bress made this, mm. then watching Jersey Girl and remembering that the entire plot line is that Affleck fucks his Hollywood career such into oblivion that he's run out of the industry, really fucking tied the threads together so th- in a way so that I really appreciate Jersey Girl is about I'm Martin saying Bress. this needs to be a double feature shown at, like, Midnight Madness. Yes. I think we really found something good here. This is better than King Kong versus Godzilla, that's for sure. 
Should we still do that movie? No. Okay, cool. Um, I, uh, I tried. Cool. I tried to watch that movie. I put five minutes on, and I was like, nope. <laughs> At least you tried. For the yeah. record, I got two hours into the Snyder Cut. Dis- mm. Discovered there was another two hours, and was like, nope. Yeah, you know, you gotta keep those extra minutes you got in life for the Amazing Race. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we're all scored up here. Uh, we got Geely with a straight zero across the board, and um, <laughs> Jersey Girl with an accumulated with a 10. 10. 5. Um, thus being uh, better received than Fast Six, uh, but slightly less than Passion of uh, <laughs> the Last Temptation of the Christ, um, and the Passion um, of Willem Dafoe's pubic region. Dan, anything else you'd Which like to say? Which was a full-blown pegging. About, um... <laughs> I mean, she was like, at the end, she was like, I'm a ballistic on you yeah. like a pig. <laughs> so it's so, so fucking weird. weird. Yeah, so, so weird. Like, We've watched so many I watched, weird... Yeah, I watched weird it like, in my car on the way to work at 6 in the morning. It was so odd. Like, the pussy speech, I was on 76 East going like and, 67 miles an hour. And the fact that I saw this movie in theaters, which means I would have been 12... That's and, absurd. And, like, I ended up sort of okay. Right. Like, the odds were against it. Why don't we have a score for duets? Um, I don't know, man. We recorded. Yeah, we got really lazy towards the end of season three. All right, Dan, anything else before we head to our duets, arm again? ten out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Should we rescore it right now? Just ten. Perfect score, 20. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Duets is like the patron saint of this podcast. <laughs> I think I lost the pen. There's, oh no, it's right there's here. There's no chance that we, like, there's no chance that we find a movie that did for me what Duets did. 20. <laughs> Our first perfect score, I feel like, given to Duets. I wonder what we gave Little Italy. Is we, that on here? The, we, we gave, uh, we gave 2001 A Space Odyssey a 20 out of 20 in passing. Is Little Italy on here? Yeah. Little Italy got a 16. That's pretty high. <laughs> yeah. I am uh, Dan Lines. This has been very fun. Thank you, Dan. And we will be heading into the next episode now. Ah. Is there anything baby related with this movie? Thank God, no. That, that's the one thing this movie didn't have was a bunch of petter ass shit for once. <laughs> Thank God.